Today, it's Chip Lear Part 2 on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, and he wants you to join a new organization. We're not a bashing group. We're not an, a DNR bashing group. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to work with the DNR, help them uh, uh, make good, sound, scientific decisions on lake management. We want to provide anglers and people that are concerned about our resources, a strong voice in our, our Minnesota legislator, in our businesses, um, for all things aquatic related. That's really what we're here, here to do. Learn about the Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition, plus the latest on the National Walleye Tour, and where Chip's been fishing when not on leech. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Chip Lear back on the show today to continue the conversation we started yesterday. Talked a lot about fishing Leech Lake. And Chip, have you fished anything besides Leech Lake? Um, I've been doing a lot of the little lakes, especially for bass and panfish. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and the bite's really good. I, I've had some visitors, uh, family visitors, come up and visit. They're from the state of Virginia. They'd never, uh, they'd never seen anything like this before. And we, we went out, and I, I don't know how many dozens of bass we caught in the three hours we had on a on a lake, but a, a lot. And it was, uh, and and that was what I was trying to do. All my whole purpose for them was to hook them on Minnesota fishing. I didn't, I, it didn't matter. You know, we didn't get a lot of bruisers, but we got a lot of. Uh, a lot of hook sets, and what, that's what they'll remember when they go home is coming to Minnesota, you set the hook. That's one of the things I, you know, I talked to Gussie about this a lot, too. Um, what he, and he experiences nationwide bass fishing, obviously, uh, being on, on the Bassmaster Tour. On very difficult water, right. highly pressured bass water. Right, and he just says flat out, the best bass fishing is up here. May not get the biggest bass, but there's the most and the aggressive bites, and it's just a it's just a better brand of bass fishing up here. But we have some extremely good bass fishing too. We've got yeah. good. We've got a good healthy size. We may not right. get the not Florida the biggest, ten pounder. Yeah. We're not going to get a Texas twelve. Yeah. but we're going to get some. We're going to get some good fish. Yeah, and and I think more and more people nationwide are learning that too. No, absolutely. The, you know, especially with with the different formats that are now coming up in in tournament fishing and bass fishing, um, and you look at the sheer numbers of fish caught in other states. You know, during during an average day, this is you know they talk about the major league format. That's the one thing that I'm really I think it's good for Minnesota because you look at these other states and you you look at the numbers and the weight, their total catch for the day, in comparison to some you know fishing in Minnesota and, and the number and the weight that you can catch here, and you can see that Minnesota is. Uh, Minnesota is a pretty impressive place to come fish. <laughs> it really, really, really is. Speaking of uh, fishing tours, let's talk about the National Walleye Tour. I know you're big in, in that. You just came off uh, before you got this little respite. You were at a tournament. Uh, how many are under our belt so far for this year? We're exactly at our halfway point through the season. So okay. we, we kicked it off uh, at Winnebago in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Had a, had a, a very cold, windy 
rainy early season walleye tournament there, um, below average water temperatures, and uh, Zach Axman from Rugby North Dakota ended up taking first place over there with a, uh, a very innovative technique, a slip bobber. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought? Oh, and how do you not love it, right? Yeah. The whole world's trying to recreate what they do, where they do it. But he beat the biggest field ever in National Walleye Tour history. We had 165 pros, 165 co-anglers. Wow. Um, absolutely phenomenal response to our tour this year. So it, 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 it got off to a great start. And Zach bested the best. Uh, he's, he's only been fishing pro a couple of years. But he has showed that uh, he's got the goods, man. So that wow. we, we started there. That was a, a great tournament there. And then we just got back here a couple weeks ago from the Bay of Green Bay. We were out of Marinette, Wisconsin. Um, a guy that, that start, is a very avid multi-species angler but is a uh, walleye professional, uh, John Hoyer, won the tournament. Now, John uh, came up through the system. He was a co-angler, fished co-angler for a couple years, got his feet wet, decided to kind of like this, met a few of the guys, decided to turn pro, went pro, Almost won on the Mississippi River in Prairie du Chien a couple of years ago, um, and then put it together for his first win here in Marinette on on the Bay of Green Bay. And it is it 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 was it was really an emotional uh, emotional moment for him, and it was great to see uh, see him put it together because you're you're going to read a lot about John Hoyer moving forward because the guy just plain can smell fish. I'm telling you, mm. he's one he's one of those guys that's got the gift, whether it's a muskie or a bass or or a walleye, he, uh, he he can he can smell them and he chases them and he can pattern them quick and that is the key to tournament fishing is being able to pattern fish and duplicate that pattern, you know, over a couple day event. You know, we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago at, at a gathering we were at and you were telling me how in the Bay of Green Bay has got this reputation, but it's like boom or bust. It's either hot or or somebody gets into them. Or they could spend all day and not see a fish. We've had five tournaments, National Walleye Tour events on the Bay of Green Bay. The average weight to win a tournament, two-day weight, is 72 pounds. Okay, so that's 10 fish, 72 pounds. So, you know, there, there's your average of what you need. Wow. The number that nobody pays attention to is the average number of pro anglers that catch five fish a day for two days in a row is 13. Wow. So hundred and some anglers. hundred and some anglers at each one of these events. I think the smallest turnout we've had on a, on a Green Bay event is like 129. Um, I take that back. It's probably that the championship a couple years ago, but let's X that one out. So you've got 129, you know, angler mm-hmm. plus, plus co-anglers. Only 13, on average, you know, 13 guys will duplicate that and catch two, you know, full 10 fish limit for two days in a row. It's, it's a tough, tough body of water. But it's kind of like, uh, it, it, it's like bigger water around here. It's like Lake of the Woods. It's like Leech Lake. The, the waters are so big that you kind of have to zone it a little bit and decide where you're going to attack. And if, uh, if, if you know, you, the area that you pick doesn't stay hot for two days, because you can't run. You know, if the wind blows, you, you just can't put the, you know, you can't put the throttle down and get there. It's just too, it's too the, the runs are too long. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fun body of water, though. Yeah. Yeah, and when, like you say, when you get into them, they're big. Oh, they're huge fish. It's yeah. it's fabulous fish, and you and guys are getting ten, eleven, you know, pound pound fish during a tournament, and that'll that's the best part is going into the you know going into the final day of an event and looking at the at, at the score sheet and realizing that you know as far down as twentieth place with the right couple of hook sets mm-hmm. could take home first place. That's pretty impressive. Everybody's still got a shot. Wow. 
Or you can come from 75th and still cash a check. <laughs> no, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So uh, anybody from our neck of the woods participating in the tour this year or relatively near? Yeah, we've got a, a, a number of anglers here that have, have come up there. Uh, Chad DuBois, mm-hmm. uh, who is a, a local guide here. We're seeing him, him there. Um, and I'm trying to think who else... Local. I think Chaz is the is the the one guy that comes to mind right at the top of my mind. I know Will Pappenfuss has um, has uh, has been out there and okay. fished a little bit, and I think that's all I can think mm-hmm. of at the moment. All right, but I, and but I'm sure Minnesota wide. There's there's more than. I mean, there's quite a few Minnesota wide. I would guess. Min- yeah, Minnesota is very well represented on the yeah. National Walleye Tour, um, and you know Northern Minnesota is represented. The 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 big. It's really kind of a Wisconsin's probably got the the largest conglomerate of tournament fishermen, okay. um, and the most of them live somewhere between Oshkosh and Green Bay. Minnesota has a, a a good number of tournament anglers, and they're kind of scattered amongst the state. And then Green or uh, excuse me, Michigan would probably be number three in terms of just sheer numbers. The guys that are living around like Michigan and Saginaw and that whole zone there, that's your three kind of epicenters of. Of anglers now, there's certainly a hardcore out of the Missouri River system, but that that would probably be fourth, just in terms of sheer numbers. But they don't have the population density right. that you've got in the other areas. So uh, we're halfway through. So what's the rest of the season look like? Um, the rest of the season is going to be pretty fun. We go from here to Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, at the end of July. I think it's the 25th, 26th. Um, New Water National Walleye Tour has never been there. Um, some of the old timers have been there, but this is the best part about what's going on in National Walleye Tour. Our Angler of the Year leader right now is Max Wilson. He's 21 years old. He won the championship on Lake of the Woods last fall, um, and him and this Dylan Nussbaum, who's 20, and there, there's a whole core of of just young enthusiastic walleye guys and if you're an old timer and remember the 80 90s when planer boards were new and spinners were new and and pelagic bait fish were just found on 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 in the great lakes and you know so we're, we're, we're suddenly trolling for these suspended walleyes all these techniques were new well we're right in the middle of all this innovation right now except it's all technological so all these young anglers the really the 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 innovative computer-minded, statistical-minded 20 to 30-year-olds are are really making an impact. So you go to a place like we're going now, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, and no, we may not have been there. Generally, in the past, advantage old-timer that's been there. Not anymore. Everything's online. All this information is available. Um, and I can't wait to get up there and see how these guys pick apart the water that hasn't been picked apart by a group of pros like this in quite some time. So that'll be our third and final stop of the regular season. And then Devil's Lake, North Dakota, that'll be the site of this year's championship, three-day event, September 11, 12, and 13. Um, it's, and what, you know, there's no better way to end a season than Devil's Lake because you can <laughs> catch them so many different ways. It, it, whether you're a rigger or a jigger or a caster or a troller, whatever it is, it can be done on Devil's Lake, and it'll, it'll be a, a fantastic end of the season. For myself, I, I love this part because at the fi- at, we're halfway through the season. That means I've got roughly about another million dollars to give away. So I get to hand out another million dollars in in checks to walleye tournament anglers, and and subsequently, when I when I when I see them, they're happy to see me. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It took me a while. It didn't take me long to figure that out. Hand somebody a check, they they like you. They like you a lot more. Yeah. (laughs) 
How do you feel about your boss? <laughs> the hands are check. You like I'm, I'm Fady. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chip Lear, my guest, and we have a lot more to cover, more on the National Walleye Tour. Plus, Chip tells us about the Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation and Coalition. It's all coming up. You're listening to Fishing Ball Bunyan Country, where all the cool kids hang out. And Kev Jackson, too. This is Fishing Ball Bunyan Country. Chipler is my guest. He's currently wearing his National Walleye Tour hat. You're talking about these guys and these young guys and the way they're approaching things. It sounds like sabermetrics of fishing is out there. Absolutely. It's going, I mean, it's happening. Um, Because they're they're looking at waters completely different than than traditional type methods, or at least the methods that I grew up with, right? And and so that's where we're really watching turnover. And I think you're going to see the same thing happen, if it's probably already happening, on our neighborhood waters right outside our back door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because you've been there before does no, you know, no longer gives you the advantage. Those that have done the most research for the conditions there are currently, that's who I'm betting on. Okay. Wow. Um, what else? Oh, we want to talk about uh, uh, something you made me aware of today, the Minfish Sport, Sport Fishing Foundation Coalition. Um, wide open question. What is it? Um, Minfish Sport Fishing Foundation Coalition is it's a, it's a nonprofit group. That's, it's pretty simple. I mean, we were put together to restore, protect, and enhance Minnesota sport fishing uh, for present and future anglers to enjoy, generations of anglers to enjoy. Um, it, it's, it's, it's no doubt. I mean, Minnesota, it, we've got 10,000 lakes, 69,000 miles of, of rivers and streams and shoreline. Um, our industry, interestingly enough, in the state of Minnesota, um, in, I guess let's go back up here a little. N- nationally, we're number two in resident fishing licenses sold nationally. We're the third most popular state to visit uh, nationally. Um, and we're number four nationally in watercraft registration more people come to minnesota to fish than to do any other activity so that gives you an idea where we are wait Our, more than go to mall of america more than go to mall of america as, as exciting as that may be <laughs> <laughs> it's still a viable option in january yes <laughs> <laughs> um but our our fishing industry there's uh it, it's it's twenty seven thousand jobs and it's four point two billion dollars. That's that's uh, that's an incredible incredible number uh, when you look at, at the industry in the state of Minnesota. But we got all sorts of challenges here too. I mean, we've got we're losing habitat. Um, there's an incredible large number of urbanization. We're watching this. You know, our our small towns tend to be getting smaller. More people are moving to the bigger cities. Subsequently, more less people are getting exposed to uh, to to fishing. Um, most importantly, our resources are we got to you know with lakeshore development and um, you know reduced stocking in, in certain instances we've watched fishing opportunities lessen and become uh, harder to get to and I think the number if I got this right there's like thirty percent of all anglers in the state of Minnesota don't own a boat. Wow. So we got to look at that too, right? So we need we need fishing piers. Um, we're watching uh, catch rates go down. Fishing license sales in the state of Minnesota have been declining for steadily for for ten years, um, and that's where this this Minfish organization got put together. There was a kind of a a, a state 
we like to call ourselves Minnesota. Uh, miss, uh, the Fishing Foundation and Coalition. But we, when we look at Minnesota, we call Minnesota the state of fishing. It's yeah. not the state of hockey. It, this is the state of fishing. Yes. And so with that, when we had a meeting a couple years ago about a, a completely different topic, but it was industry-related, re- there was a, a stake, industry stakeholders meeting. And what came out of that meeting was out of this $270 million that we raised, there's – very few of it, less than half of it's actually getting reinvested back into our resources. And that's where the group really kind of got formulated. Ron Shera uh, from Minnesota Bound is our president. Uh, local John Peterson, uh, founder mm-hmm. of Northland Fish and Tackle, is our vice president. Uh, Dave Osborne, who heads up Clam Corporation, um, is, our, is, our, is our treasurer. Um, I'm on board as the secretary, but our board of directors has got everybody from uh, from Reed's is Jeff Arnold, uh, a very active voice and uh, body inside the organization. Frankie Dusinka, who owns the number one Ranger dealership, uh, Frankie's in Chisago City. Gary Leaf, Tom Mackin, president of of Rappel and Normark. Tom Newstrom, local Jay Pre- uh, Pedersen, the uh, attorney, is our volunteer attorney. Steve Panaz from Lake Commandos Television is on the board. Dick Sternberg, retired biologist on the board. Craig Wilson, who heads up Trout Unlimited, is on the board. Babe Winkleman's on the board. It's an impressive group of anglers. Uh, at the Linders in uh, in Baxter, our in Linder Media is involved in helping us carry our message across the board, and and have been very innovative and, and supportive of what we're doing here. And it's really we're not a we're not a bashing group. We're not an in, a DNR bashing group. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to work with the DNR, help them. Uh, uh, make good, sound, scientific decisions on lake management. We want to provide anglers and people that are concerned about our resources a strong voice in our our Minnesota legislator, in our businesses, um, for all things aquatic related. That's really what we're here here to do. Um, We also want to help uh, promote youth fishing. We had our first success um, this past uh, legislative session, so we're just barely getting going. We launched this at the Northwest Sports Show in the middle of March. Oh, wow. By the time the first legislative session was done, um, Minfish had a part in a initiative for high school fishing grants. We approved the amount of $200,000 that is part of the, uh, I believe it's the Omnibus Environment Natural Resources Bill with the No Child Left Indoors provision. Inside there is, is we got 200 allocated for uh, for high school. Now, we're just getting going. So we've, we've got a long ways to go to help grow the sport and, and most importantly, give you a voice in St. Paul. We need, we need numbers. We've got industry support from lots of different manufacturers, everybody from, from Vexlar to Northland to Lund Boats to Alumacraft to Evinrude to Markham. Um, it, it, it's an incredible good or uh, number of companies that are supporting us. But we need anglers to get to min-fish.com and to register yourself. It doesn't cost a thing. It's free. But you want your voice heard? Register. Get to the website. Get your name on there participate now granted you can you can sign up a life member for a dollar amount you can make a charter membership for a dollar amount but if you just want to have your voice heard just get your name on the list and we'll be there representing you and and subsequently if you give us your email address we'll send you a newsletter on occasion kind of keep you up to speed with everything that's going on inside the state of minnesota and we'll let you know how and where we're working. We're not going to badger you with, with emails, and we're not going to hound you for money. 
Okay. Um, there's plenty of money. There's $270 million in taxes. We're just not getting it. Yeah, and, and if you want it and you want to protect the resources, get to MNFish.com and have your voice heard. MN-Fish.com. Go over those dollar amounts again. $4.2 billion coming into this state. It's it's in raised or, monies. In raised in, monies, in, in yes. Raised money. So tax dollars. What people don't know about is there's there's like excise taxes. So if you build a, if you build a product inside the state of Minnesota, you're paying... Uh, a percentage of what you sell in tax, you pay that excise tax before it gets to the retail store. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. Yep. yep. Plus, as a consumer, you're also paying taxes. Mm-hmm. As a license you know, license holder, you're also paying monies. It's like this, you know, the walleye stamp, all these things that are supposed to come around. Now, the walleye stamp, it, all that money has to be spent privately, and they do spend it. They just don't raise enough. It's like ninety. I think they raise ninety thousand dollars on the walleye stamp. Yeah. So we've got some. We, we got to look into that and see how we can utilize that stamp maybe to raise more money. I, I, I don't know, but we're we're certainly looking at at that right there. But there's a lot of money on hand, um, and that's really why we look at this as a partnership with the DNR because the conversations that we've had in St. Paul with with different members of the of the DNR all the way to the top is the fact that those monies are there and they want those monies too. They don't get access to them. They need they need the support of the people. They need the support of us to hold the legislators accountable. It says the DNR needs money for for fishing piers. We may, you know, we we uh, we haven't built a new boat access in the state of Minnesota for over 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's stopped. We need fishing access. You know, people that have an opportunity to go fishing, we need boat ramps. We need fishing piers. We need opportunities. We need youth programs that puts rods in the hands of kids. If you put a rod in a kid's hand and they're less than 10 years old, you're almost going to guarantee that that kid is going to have an opportunity to fish and go, or going to fish for the rest of their life. It's there, and, and we talk about... Um, uh, we just added two more board members to the to the Minfish board. One um, is the president uh, of the uh, Women Anglers Association in the state of Minnesota. The other one is Nicole uh, Jacob Stemlock, uh, a, a bass angler, a tournament bass angler. Both these women were put there because what we know to be factual is if a dad fishes and introduces his kids to fishing. I believe the number is there's about a 60% chance that that person, in, as those kids are going to, in the family, is going to participate in hunting and fishing activities throughout their lives. Yeah. If the mother's fisher hunt, the family fishes their hunts like 90%. It's a crazy strong number. So the more women you get fishing and hunting, the more families you'll get fishing and hunting. Okay. The numbers are combined. Yeah. Wow. My head is swimming with all this factual information. <laughs> well, but mn-fish.com, great starting point to help have your voice heard, bottom line. Bottom line, if you, care about our, if you care about our resources and you care about the fishing in the state of Minnesota, sign up and be heard. We're not, it's not a rally cry. To, to, I mean, there's nobody getting paid on this, in this entire endeavor. You go look at the list, go get to the website and check it out. There's nobody... Getting paid. This is a hundred percent volunteer, from Ron Shera to Al Linder to Babe Winkleman to Jeff Arnold to John Peterson. There's nobody making a dime. This is all all volunteer work. 
Final question. Yes. Going back to fishing. On the water this weekend, where do I go? What do I use? This weekend, well, I really... when you look at any weekend, Kevin, you always got to think about which way the wind's blowing, okay? And yep. especially for me, because I live on Leech. And if it's if there's if there's wind at all, I'm probably going to find somewhere some sort of hard bottom area. So maybe it's the Pelican, you know, maybe it's 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 Sub and Annex, maybe it's Pelican Island, maybe it's Otter Tail Point, but get myself to some point where the, the wind is blowing and it has some sort of disruptive action on the shoreline, and I'm going to be pulling a bottom bouncer. And I'm going to be pulling a butterfly blade with a slow death hook with a piece of a crawler attached to it back and forth until I make contact with some fish. Once I find those fish, I'll probably catch as many as I can. Then I'm going to turn around, go back through there with a slip sinker and, a, and, a, and, and maybe a leech and see if I can get a few more to bite. Okay. He is Chip Lear of Fishing the Wild Side. He is Chip Lear of the National Walleye Tour. He's Chip Lear of the Minnesota Fish Sports Fishing Foundation and Coalition and Chip Lear of Northland Tackle. Have I missed any? Um, I have a beautiful wife. <laughs> her name's Enica, <laughs> and I'm very lucky to be associated with her. Fish Le- uh, Chip Lear of uh, good taste as well. <laughs> Great friend of the show. Love having him in. Thank you for taking the time today, Chip. Thanks, Kevin. Now we're going fishing. Bye-bye.